I'm Sadie. I'm American and I'm living in Japan. Konnichiwa. I'm Akane. I'm Japanese and I'm living in US. And this is the Foreign Exchange Program. In this show, we invite you to listen in on our insightful discussions about language, culture, society, and personal experiences living and thriving in a foreign country. For today's episode, we thought it would be interesting and insightful to reflect on some stereotypes the two of us had toward the US and Japan before we moved abroad. We have both lived in each other's countries for several years now. We are not just seeing things through rose-colored glasses like you would on a vacation. So let's discuss a few stereotypes we once had and see if they hold any water or not. So, Sadie,、uh, what kind of stereotypes did you have before moving to Japan?、Mm, okay. So, one that I had, and I think a lot of people probably have about Japan, is that Japan is a very high tech society.、Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So, before I moved here, I thought, oh, every piece of technology is advanced, it's you know, far ahead of. Anything that we have in the US. And I found that in some fields, in some industries, that is true, but it's not true everywhere. <laughs> And where it's not true, it's, it was really surprising to me when I found out you still. Do it this way, or you still use this, or <laughs> something like that. So, to Japan's credit, their transportation is fantastic. Of course, the famous bullet train, the Shinkansen, is、mm-hmm. incomparable, in my opinion. I think it's fantastic.、Um, there's Automobiles, it's a huge auto industry. They lead in a lot of technology when it comes to, especially nowadays, a lot of safety features in cars that are new. I see a lot more of that here than I do in the US or、mm-hmm. I did in the US. And I can remember the first time I took a flight, like a domestic flight in Japan through Haneda, Haneda Airport. They have a machine. That checks your bag for you so you don't have to interact with people. It's like an automated bag check. And I thought that was so cool. <laughs> I've never、oh, seen anything like that before. In the US, there are no those machines? Not that I can、oh. recall. <laughs> you always have to go to the counter and they scan or they check or they weigh、oh. your bags. But in, so in Haneda Airport, one of the big Major airports in Tokyo, they have these machines where you just put your bag inside, you click a few buttons, it weighs it, it gives you a ticket, you stick the ticket on your baggage, and off it goes. Like、mm-hmm. you don't have to talk to anybody. And it's really convenient and quick. I like it a lot. So, all of those are good examples of wow, Japan, you know, your technology is fantastic.、Mm. But <laughs> 
There's a lot of places, surprisingly, where this stereotype falls short. So I first moved to Japan several years ago. And when I came here, at least, it was mostly a cash-based society. Yeah. People paid for things almost exclusively using cash in stores, in restaurants, wherever. In the past couple of years, I will say that they have been trying to change things Mm -hmm. and push for more credit cards or prepaid point cards and minimize cash. But still, anywhere you go, you can pay with cash. It's very common. Mm. Whereas in the U.S., you don't really do that very much. Um, another place where I found that this stereotype falls short is <laughs> a lot of places, offices, and workplaces still use fax machines quite a bit to communicate with one another, <laughs> and this is if I. I I've seen other people comment on this, other foreigners comment on this before, like, really? They use fax machines? It seems so outdated. Mm. Um, yeah. Like the, the office I used to work at as well used a fax machine to communicate between them and like the branch office or the head office. Frequently, we would get faxes. <laughs> yeah. When I worked for a company in Japan, I also used fax a lot. But mm-hmm. the Funny thing is, we also used emails. It's not because we cannot use or we don't have access of internet. Of course, right. we have internet, but we still use fax. Yeah, as well. You can, there are other options, and they use those other options. You can use secure, you know, like email servers or whatever. But they still fax <laughs> a lot. <laughs> And there are cases in the U.S. where you can fax. It's not like it's completely eliminated. <laughs> there, They do still exist, but not to the same degree, I don't think. Can I share one funny story? Sure. So when I worked the company, sometimes fax machine didn't work well. Mm-hmm. Like a kind of broken. So it happened to us too. Yeah. So I <laughs> a lot. Sorry, right now I cannot send fax. What should I do? And then she said, then could you send it by email? And then why? Why <laughs> fax in the first place? Yeah. That's crazy. I know. So I'm not trying to be insulting. I'm just saying this is still a very <laughs> uh frequently used piece of technology in Japan and other countries tend to see it as a little bit outdated in most situations. Another area where I find Japan is kind of lacking in technology is there are so many offices, government offices, clinics, like doctor's offices, dentists, wherever, where patient files are still just paper files. Mm. Like they have not been made digital. There's no digital access to your information. Mm. I've been to so many doctor's clinics where you see bookshelves full of patient files just sitting there. 
<laughs> and there's no way to access except for looking at the paper file. It's crazy. I feel like a lot, there's so much that's not digitized. And even in my old office, the school that I used to work at, we were in the process of trying to digitize some mm. student files, but it was very slow. Mm. I feel like there are a lot of workplaces here that still have that. The files are not digital or they're very slowly trying to change that into a digital thing. I remember like when I made up doctor's appointment for the first time in the US, I got the email from doctor, like, you know, confirmation email. I mm -hmm. felt really weird because I never received email from hospitals. Mm -hmm. I don't know, just it's difficult to describe, but just I felt weird. Yeah. Wow, doctors can send emails or something. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, in Japan, <laughs> the hospital or medical industry, they maybe some hospital they use, but it's not that popular yet, I guess. Yeah, it's not widespread, I would say. I've lived in several different regions in Japan and it seems to be pretty consistent that a lot of the files have not been digitized. So that was a big, it was a strange thing to get used to as well, because in the US I had very easy access to my information, to contacting my doctors or dentists, whoever it happened to be. And the final thing I wanna to touch on in regarding this stereotype in particular is websites. <laughs> mm. There are a lot of websites. Some of them are like government or immigration sites. So I have to use them sometimes. They look like they were created in 2006 and then never <laughs> updated since then. <laughs> so they can be a little difficult to navigate. Um, <laughs> And that surprises me too. Like you guys, come on, we have, you can do anything with your website. Now anybody can make a website and make it look more clean and more user-friendly than this. Mm. I don't like going to the immigration websites because they're always very <laughs> much like that. They seem to be older, like they haven't been updated. They're kind of disorganized the or- <laughs> Information you want to get is updated, right? Just the format or design. Yeah, I can find that. Well, the information is fine. It's up to date, but the format is hard <laughs> and searching for what I need is hard. <laughs> um... Like the actual user interface on these websites is not, it's not helpful. <laughs> mm. It's really hard to find information sometimes. Again, it's not every website that does this. I've seen plenty of websites for restaurants or hotels or whatever that are, they're newer, they're easier to follow and to navigate. They're fine, but there are still a good number of these websites that look totally outdated and they don't function as well as they should. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about it. So yeah, this is, a, I mean, the stereotype that I had initially was that Japan was super high tech. And again, in some ways, I believe it absolutely is. But 
in a lot of ways and ways that might surprise you, it's not, Mm. (laughs) it's really not. So it's been an interesting experience having my perspective shift on this. Very interesting. Yeah. I think a lot of this comes from, you know, what we see of Japan, what comes out of Japan, like the media, for example, a lot of shows or a lot of anime or something have robots or Mm. like Gundam or... (laughs) You know, all of these really high-tech looking things. So I think our brains kind of associate that with Japan's image. Mm. And it stays that way, unless if you spend very much time here and realize, ah, that's not as true as I thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not a bad thing. It's just, you know. It's good to have that perspective change and to see things as they really are, I mm-hmm. think. So how about you? What's one of the stereotypes you had about the U.S. before moving and living there for a while? Uh, definitely one thing is everything is big. <laughs> <laughs> everything is big. Okay, okay. <laughs> Please elaborate. Uh, like uh, from small thing like ketchup bottle, condiments at the restaurant or bag of chips and also at the restaurant, maybe the portion of the food and also people. Of course, it really depends on people, but my image was people tend to bigger than Japanese. So, those I have that kind of stereotype. Mm. Maybe it came from movies or Mm. also uh, news, Mm -hmm. and maybe what I heard from my friends. So, once you lived there for a while, did you find that to be true? Uh, (laughs) I think it's mostly true. But not always a prize. Sometimes I can find really tiny ketchup, (laughs) of course. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you go back to the ketchup there. Of all the examples that you listed, you go back to the ketchup. (laughs) Interesting. But most of case that what I was thinking was true or mostly um, like most of time they're correct. But I don't know, those are really um, depends on people. And also I had kind of a stereotype, people eat a lot Mm -hmm. than Japanese. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also depends on people, but that's Mm. true. But I think it's because the portion of food is bigger than Japan. Yeah. So I don't know if even like a one meal for one person is very different. So even for me, I eat more than before. (laughs) So so, yeah. And I don't have to eat everything, but oh, I have this much food, then why not? If I can eat, I just eat. 
And maybe this is another stereotype too, but I thought that in Japan, it was encouraged to try and finish your meal and not waste food. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, you don't have to eat everything, but I feel like if you leave some food, it can be kind of rude or mm-hmm. seen as wasteful. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Maybe okay. I have that tendency or mm. habit. So, of course, in U.S., usually we can bring back home like a to-go bag. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the restaurant. So right. if I cannot eat everything, I can bring back home. But for example, if I didn't eat half of my meal, maybe I can bring back home. But if it's just a little bit, you know, is it worthwhile to bring back? Then <laughs> I can just finish now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a slippery slope. But absolutely, I can see that way of thinking. Like, uh there's only a few fries left i can finish them now i don't need to take them home yeah they're not that good when you reheat them anyway so i might as well just eat them here (laughs) yeah right yeah i don't know really small thing and also like at the fast food stores there are so many drive-throughs mm-hmm I don't know, I'm from Tokyo, so it's not so many drive-through stores. But maybe other prefecture in Japan, maybe there are a lot of uh, drive-through like in US. So drive-through also, we don't have to walk, just drive. So that makes people a little bigger mm. or less. It's not exercise, you know, just walk into the the store, but still, you know, those small things. And also there is a long line for the (laughs) (laughs) drive through Uh at night. Yeah. I never seen that long line for the drive through. Not for a drive through, but I've certainly seen really long lines to get into a restaurant like to just stand outside the restaurant and wait. I've seen really long lines before to get into a really popular like ramen shop that only has a few seats or a new, for example, there was Japan. Yeah. In Japan, there was a, Oh, what's it called? It's a, it's a tapioca drink shop. It opened up near my house recently. And when it first opened, there was a line way outside the door, like down, 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 went really far to get in to get a drink so I do see long lines just not people in cars you're standing instead of sitting in a car but never fast food right fast food store like McDonald's fast food I've seen long lines in McDonald's before too walking by I think it depends on the yeah I think it depends on the area if there's a lot of students nearby or something Uh, I've seen long lines to get in there too not always but it does happen I see. Yeah. Just for me, I never seen in Japan. And then I see almost every time when I go out at night. Mm-hmm. So, wow. So I don't know how does it uh, connect people big or things are big, but mm-hmm. maybe because of those things, everything became bigger than Japan. Yeah. This is one stereotype that I do agree with you on in most ways. And it's not just about people or whatever. Buildings are bigger. Like 
One thing that always surprises me when I go back home is when I go shopping. That's true. And I look in the aisles and the shelves are super tall. <laughs> I'm like, I can't reach anything on the top, like three shelves. In Japan, they're shorter because yeah. people tend to be shorter. And the aisles are also skinnier and the carts are smaller when you go shopping. <laughs> So everything, everything related to that experience tends to be smaller. Yeah. Even in houses, like doorways tend to be smaller. Lots of these things tend to be smaller or thinner. It's built for smaller people. So I absolutely agree in this case. This stereotype is pretty true. Not in every case, but it's pretty consistently true. That yeah. things are bigger in the like US. grocery stores it's so big and then oh sometimes God. when I realize I spend like two hours yeah <laughs> I, I, I just doing my grocery shopping but it's so huge and then sometimes oh I forgot pick up that one but that was in the you know in the far left all the way at the beginning of this the other side yeah, of the store and then i right, have yeah. to go back you know if i did those things like it's easy to spend a couple hours there yeah in japan i just want to get in and get out because it's all crowded and cramped and i don't want to spend time in there like, yeah. <laughs> it's all small and another uh interesting thing too is just roads and cars also tend to be bigger in the U.S. You see a lot mm. more trucks. The streets are just wider. Yeah. Compared to like Tokyo, especially where the streets are really narrow. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in a city, even in the city in the U.S., the streets are considerably wider and the cars tend to be bigger than what I've seen in Japan. Japan likes things compact, it seems. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes bigger is better, like house. Sure. Or I don't know some buildings like schools, but yeah, not always. Sometimes compact is easier, like supermarket. So mm-hmm. I I don't say which one is better or not. Just my stereotype I had was kind of true. Yeah. So what kind of stereotype did you have? Yeah, so mine kind of builds off of yours nicely. It's not quite the inverse, but it's pretty close. My stereotype was that all Japanese people are thin or not skinny, but like thin or a healthy weight. You know, Mm. I had this idea that it just seemed like they would be healthier weight or skinny. And I would say from what I've seen, a lot of people are skinny or a healthy weight, but certainly not everybody. But I remember when I first moved to Japan and the first time I saw someone who was legitimately overweight, I felt weird. I did because in my brain up until that point, I had associated Japanese people with being a healthy weight or being skinny. So it really challenged me in the way that I saw things. And, you know, of course there are people who are going to be overweight. Like sometimes people have health problems and they 
can't help but to gain weight or they really struggle to lose weight. And some people are just lazy and they eat junk food all the time and they don't exercise like, like me. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but of course, these types of people exist everywhere in the world. It's not exclusive to one country or another. But just I had this idea in my head for so long that mm. Japan equals thin people or healthy people. And then almost immediately when I got to Japan, that was disproven. It was thrown out the window. Mm. Like, oh, no, no, there's there's some people who still mm. are overweight or quite heavy. And that's really interesting. I feel like a lot of the Asian representation, not just Japanese, but I feel like a lot of the Asian representation we see in the media tends to be skinnier people. Um, and that's just the media in general, but especially Asians, I see a lot of skinnier Asians in movies and TV shows, whatever it is. And my friends that I had known, again, not just Japanese, but other Asian people, they tended to be like a good healthy weight, even in the US. Mm. So I think that kind of doubled down on my perception of Asian or Japanese equals skinny or like this healthy kind of weight. Mm. Is it maybe come from uh, like a food? So that's what I was thinking. I mean, I would say a good portion of Japanese people are healthy weight. They are pretty skinny, especially compared to U.S. standards. Um, and a lot of that, I think, has to do with the food. So for me, I've always been a pretty healthy weight, you know, um, even when I was living in the U.S. But when I moved to Japan in the first six months or so, I want to say, I lost like five pounds or like two and a half kilos about. And I was still eating like my normal portions and everything. And I wasn't exercising any extra or whatever. So that leads me to believe a lot of it has to do with the food mm. and how it's prepared. And I lost that weight and I've stayed consistent since then. My weight wow. doesn't, it never really fluctuated that much before. And it still doesn't like I dropped that weight and just kept it that way. And I think Japan tends to have healthier ingredients in their food. They don't use as many preservatives. They don't use as many fats and sugars, like all the processed kind mm -hmm. of ingredients like the U.S. does. There is, of course, still junk food. But even if I look at the junk food that's maybe like a bag of Doritos or something that's like supposed to be an American mm -hmm. snack, right? The calories are fewer. <laughs> oh, really? Different. And the, some of the ingredients are different too. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Even the junk food, even the ice cream that I like to eat a lot <laughs> <laughs> is it like the calories are lower. There are fewer calories in those types oh, of snacks. That's interesting. And another thing too is I feel like consumption of soda or mm. sugary drinks is lower here. If you look at a vending machine, a drink vending machine in Japan, 
you will see like Coca-Cola, maybe you'll see Mountain Dew or a couple of sodas, maybe a couple of energy drinks, but then you'll see a whole bunch of tea, a Mm -hmm. whole bunch of coffee, some sports drinks and a bunch of water Mm. and sometimes soup. (laughs) Ah, I love it. So there's a huge variety of what you can drink. And in the U.S., like most drink vending machines are soda, 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 water. Mm, that's true. <laughs> or sports drink, sports drink, sports drink, water. Like there's not a lot of variety. I You can't get much tea usually from vending machines. And it's the same in convenience stores or grocery stores too. There's a whole big section of tea and coffee drinks and a very, a lot smaller section of soft drinks. Mm. So I think that also has a lot to do with it. Americans drink a lot of soda in my mind. Mm. So, yeah, I think of course depends on meal, but some people drink soda like for every meal. It doesn't matter what they eat. Yeah. I think it's not an unusual in US, but I don't know in Japan. Uh, at least my family or my friends, I hardly see those people drink soda for mm-hmm. every meal. Yeah. And when you go to a restaurant, usually they'll serve you water or sometimes they'll serve you tea. Mm. without ordering it it just comes with the meal Mm. right whereas in the U.S. a lot of people just order (laughs) it's not again it's not everybody but a lot of people just order soda not usually tea or if they do get tea it's usually like a sweet tea Mm. there's some sugar added to the tea and I don't even remember seeing any kind of sweet tea unless it's like a milk tea in Japan. Uh, I don't notice any like just black tea with sugar added to it that's bottled and sold in stores. I can't think of any. And there we, might be some, but. In Japan, we have like a sweet tea, like a black tea or milk tea or lemon tea, but for green tea, always non sweet. And there's a lot of green tea too in the U.S. that also has sugar added to it. So when it comes down to it, a lot of it is the ingredients in the food and the drinks that we consume, I think. But one other thing that I wanted to point out with this was, so in Japan, if you work full time, you are required to do a health check every year. It's like something you have to do. I think it's every October or sometime in the fall. Like your company requires you to go to um, a clinic and get everything, just like a basic checkup. But I've heard that once you reach a certain age, they start to measure you, like measure your waist. (laughs) Is that true? (laughs) They like Uh, check your waist and your weight. I don't know it's because of age, but yeah, maybe true because I never experienced, but I think my dad, he experienced. Yeah, maybe that's true. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure there's, I don't remember if it's an age requirement or something, but at some point they start to measure your 
waist, like around Mm. your stomach. (laughs) And I think there can be consequences if you are over a certain weight. I don't remember specifically what they are, but I remember hearing about that. If you're overweight, uh, maybe something happens. There's a, not a fine, but there's some sort of consequence, as I said. And what we were talking about before, everything is smaller here. So Mm -hmm. if you're overweight by very much, I think your life is going to be a lot more uncomfortable. Mm. Things are built for small people here. Clothes are for smaller people here. Like clothing sizes (laughs) are different here. chairs are different beds are like everything is downsized seats on public buses are smaller like all of this stuff adds up so I feel like living you know again some people can't help it or some people are just lazy and don't care but I feel like living in Japan as someone who is overweight you're going to be more uncomfortable and have a more difficult time than most people who just you know, they're a normal weight and they go about their day. So maybe that deters some people Mm -hmm. that de-incentivizes them to eat too much or whatever. Maybe that's just a guess that I have, but yeah, this is a stereotype that I've found to be mostly true. Again, Mm. people seem to be thinner and healthier. And a lot of it goes back to the food and drinks that we eat and mm. or that we can see yeah that's really interesting analysis mm. thank you <laughs> <laughs> so what's one of the other stereotypes you had about the u.s before living there for a long time mm. that is uh, americans are friendly and sociable ah <laughs> <laughs> That seems like a nice stereotype. Yeah. I think it seems positive. Okay. Yeah. It's really like, oh, they like to make friends, talk to anyone near you, and mm-hmm. like to go to parties or gatherings. Yeah. That's my stereotype I had for Americans. And did you find it to be true? Yeah, I think most of the time, true. But... Oh, good. Also, of course, there are people who are not sociable or more introverted people. I knew, you know, people are all different, different personality. But before I come here, I felt like everyone's uh, like friendly, like everyone's outgoing. So that's why when I met some people who are introvert or shy, I was kind of surprised. Oh, there are Americans who are not, (laughs) who don't like to be sociable. (laughs) (laughs) I know this is crazy, but I just surprised. and, And also what I thought, all Americans like to make jokes. That's an interesting stereotype. <laughs> it's like a similar to like Osaka people uh, stereotype. 
Okay, okay. You're right. Yeah, I've always heard that people from Osaka or like especially Osaka are the funny people of Japan. Yeah. And a lot of comedy is spoken in the Osaka dialect, the way、uh-huh. that people speak there. So even Japanese Japan perpetuates that stereotype. They believe in that stereotype.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in my mind, like kind of Americans are similar to Osaka people. Interesting. <laughs> well, of course, some Osaka people they are not funny or they don't make jokes <laughs> at all. Sure. <laughs> so Americans also some people really serious or don't say something funny. So, but sorry, so, some of you guys just aren't funny. <laughs> I was so not so. I was surprised. Oh, okay, he's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. The whole humor thing. Where do you think that comes from? Why、I、do think you think mostly movies、mm-hmm. like Jim Carrey, Eddie Murphy?、Uh, <laughs> Jim Carrey is Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> <Yeah> . He's not even American. <laughs> <laughs> That's so hilarious. So even I mixed up. <laughs> Can we do、it? have Eddie Murphy though? He's American, as far okay, as I know. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, like、uh, Hollywood movies, maybe those things influence a lot. Yeah, I think definitely media plays a big part in that. Imagining what people's personalities are like. Oh, they must be really funny and really talkative, or wow, they're probably kind of shy and quiet. It's a lot of it goes back to what you're shown,、mm-hmm. what you grow up watching. Yeah,、right? until you can experience it for yourself. That's kind of where a lot of these preconceptions begin. I、mm-hmm. think. But it's really, you know, good to know, you know, people are different, and, you know, I understand not always we want to tell jokes, so <laughs> that makes me feel feeling better or feel more comfortable. Because、mm. I cannot tell jokes all the time, like <laughs> what、no. I saw, like American. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. There's not such a heavy expectation for you to be funny all the time, right? And sorry, quickly, I just wanted to mention. I double checked. Jim Carrey is originally Canadian, but he got his U.S. citizenship a while ago, so technically, he's also American. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe when I watched his movies, maybe he was Canadian. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> But I just want to put that out there. He, I'm sorry, he is technically also American. <laughs> so I think of all the stereotypes we discussed today, a lot of the reason why we seem to have these. Preconceptions is based on the media that we consume. Our ideas of people seem to be quite influenced by the media. For those of us who are able to travel to other countries, you know we can experience firsthand if those stereotypes hold true or not. Right? 
but there are a lot of people who can't afford to travel or don't want to travel. And their only point of reference for our cultures or our countries is the media that they consume. So how do you feel about all of these people out there who believe in only the stereotypes that they see of your country? Mm, what do I think? Yeah. What do you think about that? If there's just a bunch of people out there believing, you know, all of these things about Japan, but they never have the chance or care to go and mm. discover if they're true or not, you know. I think, of course, as you say, some people difficult to travel or physically go there due to financial situation or physical situation. But also right now, we live in a really convenient period of time. So we mm -hmm. can use internet and a lot of people making a YouTube video, like a vlog or something they experience while they are traveling or living in another countries. So, and also we can read like a blog's website or Facebook, Instagram. So I think this is really attitude, how you tour to the culture or country. I think as long as they try to learn, or is it true, you know, having those questions and try to know the truth, try to understand the cultural country is the most important. Mm, that's a really nice way to put it. Yeah, I think absolutely it's important. Whatever you believe, whatever stereotypes or ideas you might hold about a people or a place, I feel like it's important sometimes to just stop and think like, why do I think that? Or is it true? <laughs> you know, where does that come from? Right. And if possible, yeah, to kind of investigate a little bit and learn more about it is great, but not everybody's going to do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. So are you comfortable with those people just assuming that all Japanese people are small and Japan's like this tech paradise and everybody's really shy? Like, <laughs> are you okay with these types of attitudes? Because I mean, not everyone's going to do the work, you know? I don't like a crazy upset or, you know, <laughs> like say something uh, bad things to them because of that. I don't do those things, but I just feel sorry for them. Mm. Kind of narrow mind. Yeah. I feel like, oh, that's a pity. That's a shame. Yeah. Kind of. And okay. actually today I found a good quote related to this. Mm -hmm. And it say, before you assume, learn. Before you judge, understand. Before you hurt, feel before you say think i love that <laughs> yeah i found it in the uh, target <laughs> <laughs> going back to the grocery shopping that's what you do when you're walking around for two hours you just take pictures of inspirational quotes you see on a throw pillow <laughs> exactly i'm calling you out <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's great. That's lovely. I think that's a good place to kind of stop and leave it because I totally agree. All of those things should be taken into account. Mm -hmm. Stereotypes form naturally just based on exposure, but 
we should take it upon ourselves to, Mm -hmm. you know, try and challenge those stereotypes or investigate them more deeply sometimes, Mm -hmm. not just walk around assuming everything that is told to us is true, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. Thank you for this really great discussion today. This Mm -hmm. was nice to talk about. And it was fun too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we learned. Jim Carrey has two citizenships. <laughs> That's the takeaway here. <laughs> He's Canadian American. <laughs> I'll get it right next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> if you enjoy listening to our show, please consider leaving us a rating or comment on your preferred podcasting platform. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email us at foreign exchange program pod at gmail.com we'd love to get some feedback from you all you can find us on instagram as well at foreign exchange program pod so feel free to follow us on there send us a message and get notified when new episodes are released thanks for listening